hurricane season is heating up as seven named storms have unleashed inclement weather in the Atlantic. Today, we'll talk to Alex Winslow and Ware Wendell about how to prepare your home for hurricane season and what to do after disaster strikes. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's the news. A new summary of a report by the U.S. Chemical Safety Board was released last week, almost nine months after four workers died as a result of a massive toxic gas release at the DuPont pesticide plant near LaPorte, Texas. The summary suggests that design problems throughout the plant and inadequate alarm systems resulted in the deaths of four workers who ran into poisoned air on the third floor of the plant without sufficient protection. However, DuPont's summary of its own report does not mention any of the design flaws pointed out by CSB or the deficiencies cited by OSHA in two separate inspections. Rather, DuPont claims that the actions of its workers led to the release of 23,000 pounds of the fatal gas. All four of the deceased's families have filed suit for wrongful death in Harris County District Court. Bluebell ice cream returned to select areas of Texas last week, sparking excitement across the state. But in the midst of celebrations, many are urging Texans not to forget why their freezers were empty in the first place. In February, South Carolina officials found that Bluebell products tested positive for listeria, a bacteria that causes food poisoning and meningitis. For months, Bluebell avoided a recall, initially attempting a quiet withdrawal of its products. Finally, the ice cream company issued a full recall in May. As a result of Bluebell's products, three people died, others were sickened, and thousands of Bluebell workers lost their jobs. While Bluebell's return can make our peach cobblers seem less lonely and our days a little more sweet, the Texas company may have to do a little bit more to regain the state's trust. Texans will remember this year for its record rainfall as the month of May saw flooding all across the Lone Star State. Dallasites saw the Trinity River full and flowing, some for the first time in their lives. Texans in the panhandle canoed in the streets, and many rejoiced the end of a seemingly endless drought. However, many more dealt with severe flood damage to their homes and the pain of losing a loved one to the floods. Just as Texas began putting itself back together, healing from 27 flood-related deaths, rebuilding the roads hit with over $27 million in damages across the state, and assessing the damage to their homes, Mother Nature struck another blow. An early hurricane season hit as Tropical Storm Anna formed on May 9th, quickly followed by Tropical Storm Bill on June 15th, bringing more flooding and damage to Texas families and businesses. In the wake of unprecedented flooding, Texans had to prepare for the worst and hope for the best as hurricane season 2015 started work on the Gulf. Since then, seven storms have been identified and named, with five tropical storms and two hurricanes, Danny and Fred. The season has resulted in 51 casualties and almost $400 million in property damage. Tropical Storm Erica was the most destructive of the storms thus far, killing 31 and causing $245 million in property damage on the island of Dominica. Now, the season is reaching its peak. Today, we'll talk to Texas Watch's Executive Director Alex Winslow and Deputy Director Ware Wendell about what Texans can do to prepare for storm season and how to rebuild after disaster. 
Square and Alex for coming on the show. Great to be with you. Yeah, thanks, Tori. All right, so first, what's the most important thing for a home or business owner to do in preparation for hurricane season? So there's a number of things that every homeowner should do to prepare for a natural disaster, and there are some things that people along the coast should do particularly. Everybody should use hurricane season as an opportunity to take some simple common sense steps to prepare themselves for any kind of a natural disaster, no matter where you live, whether you're on the coast or elsewhere. So the first thing that everybody should do is review your home insurance policy. Make sure it actually covers what you think it covers, that it provides you with the type of coverage you need at a level sufficient to cover you in the event you have a total catastrophic loss. So whether this is a fire or a natural disaster. The other thing that everybody should do is take a comprehensive inventory of everything in their home. So you want to document your TV to your stove to your clothes, anything that's in your home that could be lost in a catastrophic event. There are a couple of ways to do this. You can do it pin on paper. We have a sample inventory on our website at texaswatch.org. The other thing that people can do is, if you have an iPhone, turn on the video feature, walk through your house, take a short video room to room, and narrate it. Here's the television set. We bought it in this year. Here's the couch. We paid this much for it when we bought it. So those kinds of things so that you have documentation of the contents of your home. And then keep that inventory, whether it's digital or on paper, somewhere safe. So if it's digital, put it in the cloud somewhere. Save it to a flash drive and keep it in a firebox, that kind of thing. The other thing to do is check to see if you need flood insurance. Home insurance policies don't cover flooding. And as folks in Central Texas saw in the spring this year, you know, we had major flooding events and a lot of people found themselves in a lot of trouble because they didn't purchase extra flood insurance. Not everybody needs it, but if you do need it, it's definitely worth purchasing, even with the limitations that come along with it. And then people along the coast need to take special steps. To qualify for the Windstorm Insurance Association, there are a few things you need to do. You need to make sure that your home is up to the current building standards so that you qualify for the coverage. So there's some simple comments and steps that everybody should do. Two things that come to my mind to Alex's point in terms of understanding your insurance. Call your agent and ask them questions until you understand. Make them earn their commission. Ask them deep questions. What is covered? What isn't covered? Do I have enough insurance right now or not? There are also some good resources for you at the Office of Public Insurance Council to help you compare coverage. You can ask your agent about different coverage options that are out there, either with the carrier that you have currently, or if your agent also sells coverage for other insurers, uh, the other policies that are out there to make sure that you have the best fit and the best coverage for your and your loved one's needs. So Alex, you sort of mentioned this in uh, your answer. What do Texans need to know about getting windstorm insurance? How is that distinct from other forms? By and large, uh, private insurance carriers that cover you for home insurance are not covering wind damage anymore, especially for people who live in those first-tier coastal counties right along the coast. And so they have to purchase a supplemental policy. There are some private carriers that offer it, but most coastal policyholders find themselves with the Texas Windstorm Insurance Association. And over the recent years, the legislature and TWIA, as it's known, the Windstorm Insurance Association, have imposed new requirements on homeowners to qualify for that coverage. So again, as Ware pointed out, talk to your agent about this. Most people purchase TWIA coverage through their independent agent. So talk to your agent about the requirements to obtain that kind of insurance and make sure that you're in compliance with those. 
So how can Texans make sure they have the kind of coverage they need? Is it as simple as talking to their agent like you mentioned, Where Talk to your agent. Ask them questions. Like I said, ask them questions until you understand. And shop the market. And there are a couple of tools out there to help you. I mentioned the Office of Public Insurance Council. Uh, they have a website that I would recommend and a, a policy comparison tool where you can select a, a carrier in the policy or policies that they offer. And it will create a side-by-side -side comparison across different coverages as to what level of coverage that policy provides. There's also a website called Help Insure that has uh, very good resources for policyholders out there to shop the market. And we always encourage people to shop the market and to let your insurance company know that you are going to shop the market to make sure that you're getting the very best price for the coverage that you Let's say disaster does strike. What should a family or business do first? So if you do have a catastrophic loss, there are a few steps you should take. First, try to document every conversation that you have with your insurance company. From the first time that you call to file your claim, every time you see an adjuster, every time you talk to somebody on the phone, every time you leave a voicemail or a message for them if they don't call you back. All of that information could be useful if you find yourself in a dispute with your insurance company. So you want to know, you know, you, you want to be able to demonstrate that you did everything you could to comply and cooperate with the insurance company um, in handling your claim. The other thing is that's really important, and we saw this after Hurricane Rita and with Hurricane Ike, don't sign any documents from your insurance company until you absolutely understand what it is you're signing. Um, I can't tell you how many families we talked to after Hurricane Rita where they had signed away their ability to get full payment on their insurance claim in order to get a quick uh, upfront payment. And uh, that precluded the ability of many of those homeowners to get, uh, get back on their feet, get their homes rebuilt or repaired. And so make sure that before you sign a document, you understand what it is. And connected to that is if you need the assistance of an attorney, do not hesitate to call someone. Your insurance policy is a legal contract. And the insurance companies have armies of lawyers working on their side. They wrote the contract. They know what's in it. And if you don't understand something and you need the assistance of an attorney, you should absolutely contact someone who can help you through that process. So you mentioned um, some things we learned after Hurricane Rita. How difficult exactly is it to file a windstorm claim? Well, it's become very, very difficult in Texas to get a proper claim paid from windstorm. After Hurricane Rita and Hurricane Ike, the legislature made some significant changes to the Texas Windstorm Insurance Association. We mentioned the process now to qualify for coverage, but also to get your claim paid, there is a bureaucratic process that people have to go through to get their claims paid. It's dangerous. We haven't had a major storm since the legislature imposed these uh, restrictions on policyholders and their ability to get their claims paid properly and and if they do have a dispute, to go to court. So the next time there's a big storm that strikes the Texas coast, we're going to see just how this process works, and, and we're fearful that many people will have a hard time getting their claims paid. The Texas Tribune put together a great flowchart, if you can call it a flowchart, because the process does not really flow these days, showing just how convoluted it is if you have to file a windstorm claim. You can't go straight to court, as Alex said. Basically, you've got the intersection of big government and big insurance now. And they've created this bureaucratic maze, and you're the one trying to find your way through that maze, and it's a big mess. If you need somebody to help you get through that maze, you should not hesitate to talk to an expert. So what happens if someone's claim is denied, delayed, or underpaid? If your claim is denied, delayed, or underpaid, and they violated the law, you have legal rights. And 
you should not hesitate to make sure that those rights are upheld. You should talk to someone who's familiar with that process. You should talk to an attorney to see where you are in that process, what you need to do, what your rights are going forward, because this is your home you're talking about, or it's your business that you're talking about, it's your livelihood. And every day that you go without getting the compensation back that you deserve is a day that you've had to live in an unrepaired structure where you cannot operate your business, you cannot keep people on your payroll, you cannot keep serving your community. After a storm, we all should get back on our feet as quickly as possible and get back to life and get back to business. And, uh, and you should do your part. You should not take no for an answer from your insurance company. So not everyone lives on the coast in Texas. What should they look out for? Well, it's the same issues that people along the coast face. People along the coast have some unique circumstances just because of where they live. But if you live in the Panhandle or you live in West Texas or East Texas or Central Texas, anywhere you live, you face the possibility of severe weather events that, that could be catastrophic to you. And, you know, just like folks along the coast, you need to make sure that you have the coverage you need to protect you for a total catastrophic loss, that you've taken the steps to be prepared for that by doing some of the things we've talked about already. And then if, God forbid, you do find yourself after a storm or a wildfire or whatever with a catastrophic loss and your insurance company is mistreating you, you need to take the steps properly to, to make sure you get everything you're owed. You know, something Ware said just a minute ago is, is really, really important. People pay their insurance premiums month after month, year after year, simply based on the promise from their insurance company that they're going to get their claim paid in full and on time when they need it. All we're asking the insurance companies to do is to stand by their customers in their time of need. You expect and deserve that as a policyholder. You've paid good money for that policy, and the insurance companies ought to return your loyalty to them by paying you what you're owed. So you mentioned some of the changes that have been made since the last major storm. What bills this past session most directly affect Texas families and businesses? Well, for folks who have been following this podcast and following our work at Texas Watch over the last year, you've heard about Senate Bill 1628. Uh, this was a uh, an insurance company giveaway of the highest order, and thankfully lawmakers saw the wisdom in defeating this bill. This was a dangerous bill that would have hurt every homeowner and property owner, business owner in this state. The insurance companies and their allies in the legislature don't lose well. Uh, we expect fully that they will be back again in 2017 with a bill similar to the one that we defeated, we and others defeated this last session, uh, maybe worse. And so uh, we encourage folks to keep an eye on that and uh, help us heed the call by contacting your lawmakers and saying, preserve my rights, pay my insurance premiums for a product that I expect to be able to use, and don't allow the insurance companies to take my rights away. 1628 was a poison arrow aimed at the heart of every property owner in the state, whether you're a homeowner or a business owner. And as Alex said, big insurance companies don't lose well. They likely are going to come again and try to feed at the trough, and it's going to take more people to raise their voices. We appreciate everyone who did last session. We're going to need you and your friends and neighbors uh, to help us again next session to make sure that your rights are protected and your property is protected in this state. Well, that's all been very helpful. Is there any place that people can go to learn more about disaster preparedness? We have some resources on our website and hope folks will look at that, texaswatch.org. Uh, Ware also mentioned some great resources at the Office of Public Insurance Council and also at the Department of Insurance. Uh, there's some, some good resources there as well. 
Again, most important thing to remember as you're thinking about keeping things in order is take steps to be prepared and take steps afterward to protect yourself. All right. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Texas Tells is a production of Texas Watch, a nonpartisan consumer watchdog group based in Austin, Texas. You can find us at www.texaswatch.org. All the music for Texas Tells was recorded in-house by Deputy Director Ware Wendell.